Hello and welcome to the Edgar Podcast. I'm Rob Chilton, editor of Edgar Magazine. And I'm Nathan Irvine, senior digital editor of EdgarDaily.com. Coming up today, we have an Oscars preview starring the Edgar February cover star, Adam Driver. We race tiny cars. We try out the new DIFC restaurant from France and Vietnam. And we take a bath in some seaweed. Nathan, why don't we tell our listeners where we are recording today's podcast? Well, we are recording in a very, very hot Bentley Bentayga 2020 version. Hot in more ways than one. Hot in more ways than (laughs) one. We are underneath the midday sun right now as we record, and it's getting very, very hot in here. But it is quite a nice car to look around isn't it and it's very it's very comfortable i'm i mean the, the seats are giving me a little cuddle the, the leather is smelling quite nice it is it, it really does smell fresh um but we have turned the ac off so that people can hear our voices so because of that we are suffering for our art <laughs> and our sweating cobbles so we, we will talk in, in greater detail about the car in a future episode Correct. but first impressions for you uh, very nice very nice this is the sort of like suv type mm. vehicle uh, but it's, it's it's lovely. I've only driven it around the car park. <laughs> it's, it's fine so far. It's pretty. Uh, lots of headroom. Very spacious. Yes, yes. I like it. As opposed to the headroom in a little car that we'll be talking about yeah. later on in the show. Okay, all right. So the current edition of Edgar is on the shelf. Uh, it features Adam Driver, star of the Star Wars movies, as Kylo Ren. Yep. Uh, we've seen him in uh, Marriage Story this month as well, which is the, the Netflix movie yeah. with Scarlett Johansson, which has been Oscar nominated for Best Movie. Yeah, he was the, the the first time he ever came to my attention was in Girls. Did you ever watch that? I never saw it, but yeah, that's the HBO drama, right? Yeah, and it was he was very good in that. He played like a, quite an oddball character, mm. but I, you know, you sort of had that sense even watching him then that he was going to go on to big things. Yeah, and it's it's strange like how he's sort of like now taken over Hollywood he's, he's the most in demand sort of actor around at the moment and I think you're right he's he, he is a kind of a he's got that indie character actor sort of thing going on yeah. but he's also been able to very successfully you know slot into a massive movie franchise like Star Wars and yeah. so he's he seems to be you know a very versatile kind of actor and yeah. that's that's what we've looked at at the story talking about his range you know he's able to go from marriage story which is a very character driven very emotional very deep movie which is, is really fantastic and he's got an oscar nomination for best actor in that quite rightly so mm-hmm. but then he'll quite happily pick up a lightsaber yeah. and do a big blockbuster yeah he's uh, the genre spanner he is, <laughs> so to speak. Um, but also in the uh, in the Oscar can, in the Oscar race, we've got things like uh, The Irishman, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Joker, Ford versus Ferrari. Have you seen any of these movies? Um, the blank look on my face should tell you <laughs> tell you all you need to know. What What do you want to see out of that list? I'd I'd watch all of them. I yeah. just I'm I'm struggling to find time to sit down and watch anything at the moment. Yeah. So it's like unless it's a new TV show on Netflix I right. can just watch in the background yeah. of something else that I'm doing um, I haven't had time to watch a big film yet well I'm, I'm seeing Parasite next week which is the oh, uh, yeah. the South Korean drama that everyone's talking about so I'm very excited about that but I last week I saw 1917 the World War One epic from Sam Mendes which has just won a load of BAFTAs mm. and it's up for many Oscars and uh, yeah I, I, it really hasn't left my head since I saw it it's very 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 emotional film there's a, there's a lot of things about the the big thing that i keep seeing about 1917 obviously i've seen the trailer it looks amazing but it's the 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 one shot 
that it yeah. took to make it. But apparently it wasn't done in one shot, was no. it? No. Right. I think that was just a... Somebody, I think, maybe wrote that in an early review or something, and everyone picked up on that, which is... It's not accurate. And, and Sam Mendes is not trying to pull the wool over anybody's eyes. He's he's openly admitted that it's, it's three or four very, very long takes mm. stitched together. Okay. Uh, but it definitely, you know, has deep impact on the audience that that technique because you are right there with the characters the whole time. Okay. There's no cutting. You're not you're not sort of taken out of the action. You're with the actors on these very long 15, 16, 17 minute sequences. Mm-hmm. You're right there next to them. So the it's very it's a very immersive film as as a as a result. In a nutshell, it's two young soldiers are sent on a mission into no man's land. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a ticking clock thriller, as Sam Mendes describes it, okay. and it is absolutely excellent. And I, I went with five or six friends, and we all walked out with just this sort of dazed look on our faces. Yeah. It's it's really incredible. Five or six friends. I, I, <laughs> I kept checking my WhatsApp, and uh, yeah, no, it's fine. Is that your tip for the uh, the best best picture then? Well, uh, yeah, I mean it's. It's definitely got that big epic feel about it, which the Oscars like to reward, yeah. you know. But then you look at something like um, The Irishman, it's got that Martin Scorsese sort of yeah, prestige behind yeah, it, so yeah. maybe they'll reward that instead. It's hard to say. It's, I mean, predicting Oscars is, is a pretty tricky business. We'll see. Yeah, I didn't think Joker would do as well as it did, but yeah. apparently, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's, it's done very well. I think Joaquin Phoenix is a, is a lock for the best actor. Okay. I think Adam Driver will probably lose out to Joaquin Phoenix, but... We will find out on February the 10th when the Oscars are announced. Nathan, ciao. Buongiorno. <laughs> You've been racing Italian motor cars. I really have, yes. Yeah, from, from big Bentleys to tiny, well, what is essentially a Fiat 500. Which are beautiful little cars. I, I drove one around Italy once. It was one of the best holidays I've ever had. Okay. But, but the ones you've been driving are a little bit more beefed. Yes, this is the Abarth 595 that I was driving around Dubai Autodrome. Yeah, they're tiny cars, but they are like little pocket rockets. Right. They're, they're so fast. There's a, there's a sports mode on it, and I think at one point on the straight there, I think I hit something like 170, 160, 170. Cool. Kilometers yeah. But, but they, they look like a Fiat 500, mm. but under, underneath the engine has been... Juiced. So the, the the PR or the spokespeople for Fiat were saying that they're essentially miniature Ferraris, right? Because they they cling to the track as well. They're like they're like go karts. They don't shift. Mm. So when you when you go around when you go around the corner, sorry, not shift. They don't roll. So when you go around the corner, they just cling on for dear life. Yeah. And that sound, the squeaking sound of the of the wheels squealing as they're going around at 100 kilometers an hour. It's so Moorish, yeah. and it, we was in we was in formation, and there was like eight of us, and we did like five laps of the course, and I just didn't want to get out of the car. Really? It was it was fantastic. Now, one of the things is you wouldn't usually associate the Abarth five nine five with our readership, I think, mm-hmm. because it's more of a you know Bentley. You know, top of the range sort of like Audis and things like that. Yep. Would you Would you agree? Yeah, with that? totally. I mean, it's, yeah, we, Lamborghini, Ferrari, Bentley, Aston Martin. Yeah, exactly. Usually. But what people are noticing is that the Abarth 595 is becoming the go-to car for a track car. Mm-hmm. So people that have that disposable income where they can spend 120,000 on one of these souped-up Fiat 500s, they would buy that, and on the weekend they would go and race it around the track. Okay. So they'd they'd strip it bare, everything inside of it. They just get rid of all of the excess stuff, put a roll cage in it, and then just drive it around the tracks. And I think it's becoming somewhat like 
the Jeep is like a very good sort of second weekend vehicle mm. for people with disposable income. The Abarth 595 will become that as well, uh. taking it around the track. But what we were talking about before with the headroom, yeah. like this has got plenty. So I was wearing a helmet, obviously, when we was driving around the around the track. It was it was stuck. Like my head was <laughs> sort of stuck at one side because the because it was just a little bit too big f- yeah. to fit in the car. But apart from that, yeah, what what an experience driving those around. Such fun vehicles. Rob, you went out for a delicious meal or a delicious lunch recently at a newly opened place in DIFC. Yeah, it's a French-Vietnamese place called Indochine. Hmm. And it's come from New York, and uh, it's a bit of a celebrity hangout in New York. Okay. And as you go into the Dubai restaurant, uh, there are lots of framed photographs of all the New York celebrities who have been there, which is quite fun. People like Naomi Campbell, Linda Evangelista, you know, lots of... Um, Attractive, glamorous people, basically. Okay. So, uh, so naturally, I had to go and check <laughs> it out. That's why I didn't get the invite. Yeah. <laughs> but it's in DIFC, and uh, it's getting a lot of chatter because it's a very uh, attractive-looking place. It's kind of like a, a colonial theme going on. There's those slow ceiling fans whirring around up top. Okay. You've got rattan and wicker chairs and things like that. Lots of green tropical plants and, uh, and gr- dark green very luxurious velvet sofas and booths so mm. it's very atmospheric the, the lunchtime I went was was busy lots of uh, there was a group of women over there having a quite a noisy sort of lunch there was business guys over here his families here so it's really good atmosphere yeah three course business lunch for 120 dirhams which is pretty good and what did you get for that so I started uh, well, let's work backwards because the, okay. the, the banana banana beignets Okay. Dessert were unbelievable. One of the best things I've eaten in Dubai in the last few months. Banana bayonets. Bayonets. So it's, right. a, it's like a French donut, like a hot, okay. sugary, coated, mushy banana wrapped in this lovely, um, crunchy batter. Okay. Absolutely great. I had something called a jungle curry for the main course, which was a vegetarian, very you know, veg-packed curry with some with some nice steamed rice on the side. Okay. And then I started with fried imperial rolls, uh, which were like a spring roll. Right, okay. Uh, and also had the beef and papaya salad that came with that, which is very healthy, very crunchy, like lots of you know, really nice hard papaya that mm. goes with a nice wagyu steak on, on the side. So I loved it. Service was fantastic, really friendly, not stiff, not robotic, very chatty. The private dining room there is really fantastic mm. behind these sliding mirrored uh, panel doors. Mm. So, yeah, I think all the buzz is totally worth it. It was a, it was a really great uh, lunch experience. Check it out, Indochine. Rob, do you want to tell us about the sticky situation you got yourself into <laughs> recently? Uh, I tried a seaweed bath mm. uh, for the grooming section of Open Magazine, <laughs> naturally. I've never had one before, but I saw it on the menu and I thought, that, that sounds interesting. Right. Did some research and the, uh, the, the, the natural oil from seaweed helps the skin to, to moisturise and uh, remineralize, and it's also good for breaking down lactic acid. Okay. Um, it's at Sofitel de Palm in their spa there called So Spa. And it's a 30-minute treatment in one of their huts outside. This is one of the great things about this bar, actually. The, yeah. the treatments don't happen in these very dark, claustrophobic rooms inside. You're led out uh, of the spa, around by the pool, and you walk along this deck, and you're into this little hut. Okay. It's a, uh, continuing that sort of Hawaiian theme and mm-hmm. Polynesian theme of the hotel. And uh, first of all, your skin is brushed, so you feel a bit, you feel like a racehorse being brushed, yeah. you know, uh, by by a groom. That's to get your skin uh, open, like get like, the pores open to tingle. Like a, like a little small brush, not like a big like industrial like sweeping the floors. In, in between, like a hairbrush. Okay. You know, I was brushed. I was I was tingling when I got into the bath. Right. And then the 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 big block of like dried seaweed, about the size of a brick, is 
is plunged into the bath. Oh, like a bath bomb. Yeah, yeah. Right. And it goes slimy and it absorbs all the water. And then you sit in the bath and you're supposed to rub the seaweed all over your skin mm. to, to get all the, all, all the oils out. And then you get a, a foot massage right. while you're in the bath. And then you get a head massage and neck and shoulders. You stay in there for 30 minutes. You come out alive, rejuvenated and refreshed. So you, you end up looking a little bit like Swamp Thing, though, Yeah. for a while. <laughs> Actually, I, I, I put it on my sort of chest to try and get some of the oils in there, and I felt like Tom Selleck. Right. The big hairy chest. I felt like, <laughs> I felt like a proper man. <laughs> but it's, it's a 30-minute treatment, which I'm a fan of, because 60-minute treatments, they can get a bit tedious the last 10 minutes. You know, you just, you're just just kind of looking at the clock, you want them to finish. I'm usually asleep by that point. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, and it's 390 dirhams. It's at Sofitel the Palm Seaweed Bath. I enjoyed it. So there we have it. Uh, Thanks for listening to the Edgar Podcast. We'll see you next time. And don't forget to check out edgardaily.com.